welcome to Relational Introvert, a podcast about the often overlooked people and leadership strengths of the quiet ones. I'm Nancy, and I look forward to sharing stories and lessons from my life, plus inviting other relational introverts to share theirs. This is very much a journey. It's a path to understanding ourselves and the diversity of people around us. So join me every Monday, and let's see where this road leads. This is part two of my two-part conversation with my guest and great friend, Jeff Abraham. Today, we continue our look into introverted leaders and some of the misconceptions around their quietness and confidence. So sit back, relax, and join us for this episode. My conviction can draw me to a place of speaking from a place of passion. I don't have to be loud about it. Someone else could be loud about it because they're passionate and their passion comes out in the loud way. Mine doesn't come out that way, but the conviction part of it props us up to be able to speak to something without fear. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what gets bucketed for introverts is the sense of the quietness might be a a lack of confidence. The quietness might be an uncertainty around something. And I think that's where the challenge comes in. And that's mm-hmm. where sometimes the challenge for introverted leaders, even especially I would say is I must now speak up. And sometimes yes. you're like, well, I don't know that I am in a place that is, I don't feel right speaking up right now, but I feel that that's the expectation. Cause if I don't, mm-hmm. I'm going to be seen as I have nothing to contribute. Right. I'm going to be seen as someone who's scared to speak up or someone who doesn't have anything to say. Yeah. And then my reputation as a leader, my, my, my possibility for further progression, all of that gets tarnished because the people around me see me that way. And I feel mm-hmm. that that is the opportunity for leaders who work with introverts as well as introverted leaders to really yeah. think about how do we separate those two? Because the confidence piece is something that we all deal with. Yeah. It is not an introvert's no. challenge. Like any, any human being deals with that but I feel that the quietness or the the reflectiveness is seen as because it looks the same Mm -hmm. quiet whether you're scared to speak up and quiet whether I haven't at this point I'm listening I have nothing to share at this point I'm very comfortable quiet yeah the same yes 100 percent. and uh I don't know if I've said this but yeah so um I was in a group we had a group uh thing and so uh we um, we're doing a group interview with a bunch of people. And when we did that, one of the things that was fascinating is one of the girls in the room um, who, was, uh, who we were putting onto this leadership uh, was so quiet, did not say a word at all during the whole group interview. And you would think that at that point, you would say they didn't say anything, they didn't contribute, this is not meaningful, don't bring them in as a leader. Quite the opposite for us, uh, because it was everything else that this person was doing, uh, looking around the room, really listening and like really engaging with like physically with the emotions uh, and you could see it visibly on their face as they're connecting with what people are saying and really intently listening. And so those are really important characteristics for leadership is being able to listen uh, and not just speaking, but being able to listen to what people are saying because then sometimes you can kind of get behind what somebody's saying versus what they're telling you in the moment, right? And uh, what was interesting, so we did, we brought this person on as a leader and their nature is more quieter and introverted. Um, And so, but 
a fun person who had lots of characteristics that they brought out onto the team and helped the team to learn and process in a very different way as well. Uh, asking some really good key questions at times mm-hmm. um, and you know, not feeling they need to say anything because they want to hear their voice heard, uh, but they felt they had something to contribute in that moment. Um, and I did not see that as a shyness. I saw that as a quiet confidence. It's very different. Uh, because shyness means I don't want to say anything because I'm scared of what people are going to say or think or whatever. But a quiet confidence is I know what I know. I don't need people to, to kind of verify that for me. I'm able to say what I need to say when I need to say it. So right. it's, it's, it's like nuggets of truth that they're able to drop. Uh, but when they say it, everybody's like, whoa, that's cool. Thank you for bringing that to the table. Do you think they would have picked up on that had you not been around the table? Had they picked up on what? Sorry. So you as the introverted leader are able to see that because you experience it. Right. If you were not in that group, do you think the rest of the group would have been able to see those qualities the same way? I, it may have come out differently, uh, but I think it's because there was introverts who were processing the decision uh, mm-hmm. that it helped to be able to say, okay, this is something that's of value. Did you notice this? And it's funny because sometimes as introverts, right, you won't notice something right away. Uh, but when another introvert points it out, you're like, oh, like I can't unsee that now. Now I right. know that. That's a, that's a nugget that I take with me now. So it's, uh, it's helpful to be able to kind of talk to other people because you have that same language that you're able to use. What do you find is the strength of the opposite that you're able to draw from. So those who see things differently than you, um, what are some examples of you being able to recognize that, you know what, that is something that, that is your strength, that is not yeah. mine, but I, I recognize the value of that and, and how, how have you been able to draw that? Yeah, so uh, a few, I, I would say all, but a lot of my leaders have been extroverted. Um, and it's really interesting because, um, I think that one of the things that I appreciate is them being able to just nimbly, like quickly giving an answer, right? And I'm kind of sometimes blown away of like, how did you give that answer so quickly, right? Uh, I need to like process it and kind of take it in. And I may have come to that same conclusion as well, but they in that moment were able to just kind of give that. And and I'm not trying to say that uh, introverts are slower in that way and we can't like, if we're on the spot, we can make those decisions too, right? Uh, that's an important thing to keep in mind that it doesn't mean that, oh, we, we're always going to be stuck in limbo and you're going to ask for, for five days to think about this decision that I need to do in like <laughs> 10 minutes. No, uh, we can take that too. But I, I valued that, um, that they're able just to so quickly and decisively make that move. Um, and so uh, not that I would always do that, but in those moments when you did, uh, you, there was a confidence in that, right? Because it's like, it's okay to make this decision. Hey, you know what? If there's a mistake from this decision that I made in this nimble, quick moment, that's okay too, because that's part of the learning process. Um, and we can figure that out together. So I appreciated my leaders as we've kind of gone, gone through the years that that's one thing that I really valued. Actually, one of my most recent leaders, uh, that's what I said to them is I just really valued like how quickly you're able to make these decisions. It's probably one of the people that most like, was the quickest decision maker that I know. Uh, and I really valued that. And for them to also value our space for being taking the time is them saying to me at points, I really value that you need to take the time. So take the time, come back to me, right? Uh, but then on the other side is saying, I know you need to take the time, but I need the decision now, right? And so 
it was cool because they trusted me with that decision in that moment as well, right? So it's an right. empowering thing. And when you do that with your staff too, to say, hey, I trust you with whatever decision you make. And I get that you need some time, but this decision needs to be now. So what can we do? I'd like that you brought up decision-making because that's come up for me a couple of times already. Personally, I feel that when we talk about confidence, decision-making is a big part of confidence. Right. And there's value in making a decision about something, mm-hmm. anything. Right. And it doesn't have to be always a really, really big thing. So even as I was working, as I'm working with my own coach, one of the things that I'm working on is this idea of decision-making and I feel some of that is around the language that gets used. So using things like maybe, perhaps, there's these loose words that we can drop in there that may not even be intentional, but I find, and I don't, and this I'm saying not as an introvert, I, I, so that's why I'm going to separate this from like sure, an introversion yeah. thing, but that decision-making piece I feel is a really strong one because when we can make decisions, so in the language, as I said. So for me, some of it was to say, how do I use language in the small decisions that I make? So for example, what do we want for dinner? Yeah. To make a decisive thing around it, right? To say, and it doesn't mean I have to necessarily, I can confidently say, you know what? I don't want these three things rather than saying, what do you think? Right, exactly. I I don't want them. I, I mean, I don't think I want them. Maybe I don't, maybe I do. Or just being able to say, yeah, you know what? I actually don't want any pizza tonight for dinner, like being decisive. Right. And I feel that, and I'm using a very small example, but that small example actually fits into a lot of different areas. 100%. I find that decisiveness is, a, especially in language, not just in our actions, but it starts with that language. If we can start to be decisive in our language, that does build yeah. confidence. Yes. And with that decision comes a conviction of, I stand with this decision. Yes. And it's not about a, hell or high water kind of thing is that I've made a decision. This yep. is the decision I'm going with. Yes. And I find that that confidence is a big part of being able to um, stand, stand by something. And I yeah. find that that might be something that sometimes, like I said, can get put onto this, the whole bucket of introversion, but it doesn't have to do with that. It's just a separate piece that I find. Mm-hmm. Um, but that decision-making quality is a big part of being able to, um, being able to kind of stand firm on something that, that's important, that yeah. we need to make a decision on. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and to kind of build on that a little bit too, like it's a very small thing, right? But like, words and language is so important. Um, And so one of the words that I found that we use to kind of negate decision, again, this is not necessarily the whole introversion, but I do find that as introverts, we do this as well, um, is when you're making the decision or you're asking a question that you're nervous to ask and you do things like, hey, I just want to know if we can talk about this for a couple of minutes or, hey, I'm just thinking that maybe we can do it like this. We use the word just and we use that as a buffer word so that we can kind of deflect a little bit from ourselves and just, it's just an idea, you know? Right. Uh, I'm not saying that this is what we have to do. It's just an idea for us to think through. And so I think a lot of times we, uh, we use the language to kind of give us that buffer as well. Uh, but if we, to your point, to being that decisiveness, right? To just, to just, uh, to say what we mean, exactly what we're thinking, right? So instead of saying, I just think it would be a good idea, saying a good idea would be doing this, 
Right. An idea that I've been thinking and processing through is this, right? Remove the jest, and now I've presented my idea. What people do with that idea is up to them. I feel that is a very strong and very practical thing for everyone to practice is just those pieces in language. Yes. Because the more we practice that, the stronger actually, I know me personally, the more I'm being conscious of that and doing it, the more absolute I feel about things. Like I, the more stronger I feel around it, the more confident I feel. And it's just a building process is that practicing of it to start making decisions yes. and stand by the decision because you know, it, you know enough to make that decision. Exactly. And it's when you don't know that you can say, you know what, actually just step, step back. I don't know the answer to that. So this is not about, I, I definitely don't promote the idea of making things up or not saying, I don't know. Cause your, I don't know can be a confident. I don't know as well. Yes, There's yes. confidence in being able to say, you know what, actually I have no idea. I need some, I need some input to be able to make this decision. And I, there's value in that, but it's that language and how we choose to use it that matters the most and i feel like really in the end the the piece that we all get hung up on is the con the, the piece that we yeah like that we hang a lot of our conviction on is the confidence with which we can present something and right. so language is like a really big part of that 100 percent. and i think you know building on that i think it's important to be able to so in in leadership or in anything as you're kind of with people is giving them the power to be able to say what they mean uh, so instead of, you know, somebody comes to you and says, Jeff, I need you to make a decision. Can you do this? Uh, you know, stepping back for a second, I think that's what introverts do. You're able to step back from the moment and say, do I really need to make this decision? Or can we think about this in a different way? And then sometimes throwing it back, not as a way to deflect, because people do use this as a deflection method, but as a way to kind of really say, I value you and I value your thought in this and you're the expert. So what do you think we should do at this moment? Right? right? Opening it up with a what question to kind of leave it open so that they're able to say whatever they need to say in that moment to process with you. Um, and obviously, again, you have to use this very sparingly and in the right moments, right? Don't just do this as a deflection method, but it can be a really powerful tool when we're talking about language just to allow people to say what it is. And sometimes they already have the decision, right? They just need to be able to talk it out with somebody. Uh, and that's the thing, right? I think maybe that's a misconception people think is that only extroverts process out loud. No, introverts process out loud too. Uh, we just may process it differently. Uh, we may process it with one person. Yes. I may have walked away and thought about it for you know a long time and then come to you with a finalized idea, right? And this is what I'm going to do. And you're like, um, you know, maybe we need to kind of work on this a little bit. And you're like, okay, so, you know, you also have to be open as a leader to say, I came up with an idea, but it's not the final idea. It's an idea for us to kind of work through and figure out the next steps. Right. And that's really, that I think is the place where there's great collaboration. There's value in that. Because I know that in the past in my own life, I used to think something through to a point where I got very attached to it. So then when you bring it for deliberation, I have some emotional connections to the yes. ideas already. Yes. And that's a challenge because then there's actually, I'm not, there's no real room. I'm not allowing much room for there to yes. be a conversation around it. So that's where I would encourage to say, you don't have to start, like there is value. Like, cause I personally do need to do some thinking on my own rather than just bringing a completely blank slate in front of everybody, just because I, yes. I won't process the same way, no. but I don't want to over process it exactly. on my own. So by the time I come here, I'm like, I actually have it kind of built already. 
and what's the contribution that people can bring. There's no, there's no room for that. So I found that that's helped me to do some thinking and then I'll bring it to say, this is what I thought, but I'm, I have no, I'm not attached. I'm not emotionally connected to the ideas in a way that, oh my goodness, if somebody has another idea, like it's doing something to my baby, right? I don't feel yeah. that way about it anymore. So I think that's the balance of working together and recognizing how do you not do everything in isolation? Yes, yes. It's like, it's, so um, I'm going to use it now. So it's like having a pizza party. And what you do is you provide the sauce, the cheese, you provide, it can be a vegan cheese, uh, and then you can provide, <laughs> you can provide the bread that you put it on uh, and whatever, right? And then the toppings. And instead of saying, I bought this pizza like it is, it's saying, here's the toppings, create your pizza. So I think that's kind of what it is too, is let, let's create this thing together. I have the toppings and I have the ideas and you're holding them loosely because even if I bought mushrooms and nobody likes mushrooms, then we don't kind of put the mushrooms on the pizza, right? right? We just put something else. Or if somebody said, hey, I'm bringing this from home, it's a really good topping. Great. Bring that along too. Right. So you get to learn and you adapt and I've never tried pizza like that before. And maybe you'll like it, you know? Right. Right. And I think that's the beauty of diversity of bringing different together. I think yeah. that's the value of it is like when it comes together, it's that much more beautiful. Exactly. It's also some chaotic. It's also uncomfortable. It's a lot of other <laughs> things with it. So it's not just always beautiful, but not, that's life, right? Like that's the kind of bringing, bringing of different things together. So as we wrap up this conversation, I'm curious to find out from you, look, what might you leave people with? And, and, and perhaps even let's think about it from a leadership perspective. Like we've talked about the different spaces when it comes to introversion, extroversion. I'm curious if as you think about our conversation, as you think about just your own experience, what would you want to leave people with as like a, kind of that final touch point? Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's cliched, but just saying that whole thing of recognizing that uh, leadership takes different characteristics and who you are is part of, you bring yourself to the table as a leader and don't be afraid of that. So if you're an introvert, then be an introvert as a leader and that's okay. Showcase that. And if you're an extrovert as a leader, be an extrovert as a leader because that's what we need too. We need both. We can't just have a, a whole organization with only introverts or only extroverts. You need both there, right? And to create the synergy, right, between the two different parts. So I think it's important to recognize that we need both uh, extroverts and introverts, but bring yourself to the table as a leader because whatever you are is going to make what the organization can be. Sometimes right. people don't know what they don't know. And this is a good opportunity to share what an introvert can look like. And my other point would be to just make sure that you remember that introversion is a spectrum. We right. all are so different. Uh, we come with different quirks and idiosyncrasies and all these other thoughts that we come to the table with and uh, how we process and how we work. And, you know, everybody's different. Every single person on this planet is a different person. And so even if you fall under the same Myers-Briggs test or whatever it is, even how you live that out is going to be very different. So get to know your people on your team um, and work with them in the way that they need to be worked with. Don't work with them in the way that you need to be worked with. That's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, the, the celebrating of uniqueness is something that we all know. The challenge is when it comes. Yeah. <laughs> like when you have that team and you're like, oh my God, like they're also different from <laughs> how I am. 
Why could you all just work the way I work? I thought I you said you were an introvert. I thought you said you were an introvert. How come you're like that? That's not what I would do. I mean, I would do this completely differently. <laughs> and then, but also equally on the other side, you meet an extrovert that you're like, are you seriously an extrovert? No, like there's no way. Cause you saying that is like what I would say, you know, um, I actually just met that recently in a person who they were like, how they talk and how they like just position things to teams. I was like, that's what an introvert would do. And I was just like, and they they were like, I'm an extrovert. I'm so loud. And I was like, that's awesome. Like it just goes to show, right. We're able to, whatever we need to hone in, we can hone it in when we need to and bring it up in the right context. Right. The ability to flex and the ability to, you know, for me, it's your ability to be present and deal and, be who's needed in that moment without being somebody different. I don't know if that makes sense. Like you're still exactly. who you are, but you're bringing to that, bringing to the table what's needed in that moment. I always love having all our different conversations. So I'm glad you were able to join today. It was really exciting to have a good friend uh, on, on this conversation. So thanks Jeff for being here. Thank you for asking. This is a fun thing to do. So thank you so much. That's awesome. So if people just want to connect with you uh, offline, what would be, the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. Just look up Jeff Abraham. Uh, look up me in Toronto. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing is feel free to email me. So my email is nice and simple, jeffabraham at gmail.com, uh, J-E-F-F, uh, for people who want to spell it the right way, by the way. Don't spell it the wrong way. <laughs> Not the official way to spell Not it. Not the other way to spell it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks, Jeff, for being there. And for everyone else who's listening to this conversation um, or for those of you who are going to be um, you know joining in later on and, and and commenting on the posts i'd really encourage you if there's any piece of the conversation that you feel we should have be delving into that we didn't delve into that you have questions around feel free to drop it in add it in the comments um, i'd love to hear all the different perspectives that everybody brings in so i'm excited to see what what you have to share along the way um, again, thanks, Jeff, for being here. And thank you, everyone, for listening into this episode. Hey, thanks for joining me for another episode of Relational Introvert. If you liked what you heard and you're curious about what's next, be sure to listen to new episodes every Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. And if you know someone else who might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them, too.